Welcome back to the Mind Valley Podcast. This is your host, Vishen Lakiani. So as I travel the world, I try to meet fascinating personalities that I can bring onto this podcast, people who are doing just incredible work in the world. And I was at an event in Los Angeles and ended up meeting a truly remarkable man. His name is Michael Trainer. He's the co-founder of Global Citizen, a philanthropic music festival, a digital platform. And what they do is just mind-blowing. Michael has been able to bring together world leaders, top performers around the world's greatest challenges. Global citizens have generated commitments. They've made policy announcements from leaders around the world valued at over close to $37.9 billion. They have made an impact that's reached 2.25 billion lives. And it's all because of a unique superpower that Michael has. So you see, when I find these people, I look at people who have what I call a superpower, some unique human quality that they have magnified like a thousand times greater than what most people can imagine. And they use this for good. Now, Michael's superpower is to build these incredible relationships with world changers, with world leaders like the Dalai Lama, with musical performers, bring them together to create massive events and raise tens of millions of dollars to help the world. He's currently on a project to uh, help replant trees in the Amazon, and he's able to do all of this because of his unique superpower. And that superpower, which is gonna be the topic of this podcast, is how to build life-changing relationships. So perhaps you run a business and you want to gain allies. Perhaps you're looking at putting on an event and you want to get the right speakers to support you. Perhaps you're looking for an investor or a co-founder or just to grow your network in the city. Listen to this podcast because Michael is a whiz at this. And he's going to share with you five principles to bring into your life. So you go beyond just networking to truly deeply connect with people whom you can rally around your vision to change the world. Michael, welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. Thank you, Vishen. It's an honor to be on the show. So um, I've, I just did this, uh, this beautiful introduction of you, but I'd love for you to share what you're up to now. Tell us about your newest project since Global Citizen. Yes, yeah, so Global Citizen, uh, I launched with a it was a beautiful small team. I was there through year three, and it's continued to grow in in profound ways. Uh, per your introduction, about three years in, unfortunately, my father was diagnosed with dementia, which led me into uh, a huge inquiry into the brain. And this, you know, I had been focusing on diseases like polio and malaria, which are endemic to the developing world, and then realized there was this whole global challenge upon us as it related to diabetes and dementia that were endemic in the developed worlds and were growing to be a, a potentially global pandemic. And so the long and, uh, and short of the story is I became very interested in what are the ways that we can, which I know aligns uh, highly with your Mind Valley community, which is so uh, profound and so oriented around uh, the, the transformation within. My, my vision was how do we connect this transformation within, which I think is central to being able to hold the space for creating the requisite transformation in the world. And so with Legacy, which is the current campaign I'm working on, it's really about connecting the inner worlds uh, to, to the world outside. So we're looking at doing a very large scale meditation and music event. 
which will connect people who meditate to planting and protecting millions of trees in the Amazon rainforest. So that's what I'm up to currently, but none of that would be possible without the ability to uh, connect incredible people and build life-changing relationships because it's all about team and and the caliber of team and the caliber of people you surround yourself with in executing on uh big big visions michael could we could we try saying that again um because because i i, I want to make sure that we keep the audience really excited on the 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 essence of the podcast right yep. so when you say it again and, and you talk about what you're doing could you, because um, earlier when you explained it to me, you mentioned uh, this thing on, on planting trees. I, I want you to bring that in. You mentioned you were doing something um, with some world-class musicians or the Dalai Lama. But yep. if you could just bring in some examples of, of okay. how you were connecting. Happy to. So do you, so you yeah. want me to take it right from the top? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take it right from the top Just, 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 and, and make it really concise. You got tie it. it back to the topic. You got it. Yeah. Vision, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, in terms of what I've been up to, uh, I've, I launched Peak Mind off the back end of Global Citizen. Global Citizen, we were able to with a small team uh, build a, a rather extraordinary platform for social impact. Peak Mind is, in my vision, continuing on that uh, and and really working on a legacy built around connecting uh, top performers. You know, we launched with the Dalai Lama, as I mentioned, have hosted folks like Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle, but Really, the, the idea is to connect these extraordinary minds, these sort of world-class leaders of our time with, with the everyday folks, you know, with, with, with people who are looking to be that extraordinary vision of themselves and to do campaigns that connect the world within to creating impact in the world outside of ourselves. And so the, the exemplification yes. of that is legacy, which we're building to protect, uh, protect millions of trees in the Amazon. That's beautiful. Now... People can find Peak Minds. Peak Minds is a podcast. It launched in early 2019 and already reached new and noteworthy on iTunes. And you can find that on iTunes. And they just put in Peak Mind with Michael Trainer. That's right. Yeah, Peak Mind with Michael Trainer, or you can find us online at peakmind.org. But uh, but the vision is exactly right: is to take the podcast and the events and build uh, basically a movement around. These, these incredible relationships that I've been able to build and then those in the community have been able to build. And really, how can we think about you know, the ways in which our relationships right. can be something bigger than ourselves? You know, and, and you're so right on that. So one of the things that I'm, I'm really learning to, to nurture and bring into my life is the concept of relationship capital. It's the idea that your success is going to be determined not just by how much money you have in terms of, of capital or the size of your team or, you know, the ideas you have, but by your relationship capital. How wide is your network and how do people in your network feel about you? So actually, as the founder of Mind Valley, I spend a good 20 to 30 percent of my life cultivating relationship capital. Like I am really good friends with almost every author in Mind Valley. And part of that is, is also because like these relationships truly matter. And people, I think, in such a complex world, people want to work with people that they feel an affinity to. Now, I know you're going to teach us a five-step process to really cultivate relationship capital. Let's get started. You got it. So, you know, I think 
to start with why, I think there's a there's a principle I like to share, which is you know if you if you actually distill down from Har Harvard actually did research, if you distill down what the greatest corollary to our long term health and happiness is, it's actually the caliber and quality of our our long term relationships. And so I have five principles that I think anyone can apply to build life changing relationships. I'm going to start with the first principle. The first principle is to create something bigger than yourself and to lead with giving. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, the the, the, the the reason we were able to build Global Citizen in the way that we were is because it wasn't about us. It was about a vision much, much bigger than ourselves. The vision to end extreme poverty on the planet, which at the time affected 1.3 billion people. And so in declaring a large vision, uh, a seemingly impossible vision, it, it, it enabled us to attract uh, a caliber of, of person that we likely would not have been able to attract. So as people think as they're, as they're listening to the podcast about what the types of folks that they'd like to surround themselves with, we all know the old adage, you're the five people, you know, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. If you're thinking about up-leveling and, and, you know, as they also say, you know, you, you, if, you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you start, think about that virtual room and the people you want to attract, think about what kind of aligned cause or, or something that, that's really truly bigger than yourself that you can create around for maximum impact. There's no way, for example, that we would have been able to secure the Jay-Z Beyonce's of the world if it had just been uh, hey come to my you know come to my event or my right. party you know it really is hey we want to build a platform about something that is profound and oriented towards our global humanity and in mm. the bigness of that vision we were able to attract a commensurate caliber of individual that's that's really beautiful so the first step again is create something bigger than yourself Correct. lead with giving so, so how would that apply to say, um, let's say you have a small startup. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, let's just say you have a small startup, um, making apps. How might you get people to say, pick up the phone and get in a call with you? Or how might you apply this philosophy to say, finding a new hire or an investor? Yeah. Well, I think in the context of say, if you were in the position of a of a small startup and you were, you know, you were in the in the app game, if you will, I think one of the ways you can do it is to think about something that's time based. So, for example, if you had an app that was, uh, again, just making this up, like a meditation app, you know, or something giving your giving your mm -hmm. audience is largely transformation oriented. You know, I think that, hence this is why for example, I'm I'm building a campaign around connecting meditation to reforestation. So a very clear and explicit example would be if you had an app that was around meditation, what's a campaign that's a meditation-oriented campaign that's about more than, say, um, just someone meditating for 10 minutes a day, right? Like what, what, is, what is something that you could align your app to that would galvanize mm. attention? Now, any investor is going to be interested in that because, say, for example, if you did execute that and, and you had now 10,000 people who all of a sudden downloaded your app because they wanted to be part of 
you know, for example, what, what I'm doing, which is this Earth Day meditation, then, you know, I could go after an investor and say, by the way, we had 10,000 or 100,000 people download this app uh, because of the fact that they wanted to meditate for the planet or help us wow. with, with, with reforestation, right? So, so you know what? embedded in my campaign is this orientation towards uh, a win-win context, right? Everything needs to be oriented towards win-win. You're right. You're right. And, and you know what? That, that reminds me of a, of a re really interesting study I just read about where 75 percent of American consumers want founders and want companies to have a stand to stand for something. Yes. Now, it also reminded me of this message I got today from one of our listeners. So this is Cynthia Arkas, and she wrote to me on Instagram and uh, she runs a company called Arkas Bear Sneakers. You can you can find it. at. I'm giving you an, a shout out right now. So Cynthia is one of our listeners, Arcasper, A-R-C-A-S-B-E-A-R. And Cynthia said, hey, Vision, I, I want to share with you the designs of these sneakers that I've made. They are, they are, I love them. They are all made from natural materials. But the reason I create these sneakers with the symbology is because I want to wake people up to how they can leave a positive footprint on the planet. And I thought that was so cool. Like all of these sneakers represent the planet. There's um and and she allowed me to choose a sneaker. I chose Arctic to remind us to take care of the um, um, um of the Arctic Circle. And I just realized this is how Cynthia just got me connecting with her and now giving her a free shout out on the Mind Valley podcast. <laughs> exactly. So way to go, Cynthia! You just proved that Michael's technique here works. Cynthia created something bigger than herself. And honestly, people give me free stuff all the time. Um, but what really resonates with me, I care about the environment. Mm -hmm. So immediately when I saw that Cynthia sneakers were doing something to support the environment, boom, I'm interested. Exactly. So, so, so I guess there's something there, right? You, you're helping someone fulfill their greater mission on the world. All right, let's go on to point two. Point two, and I just and this is actually a perfect bridge because you mentioned a sneaker company. I just want to give another explicit example. So Tom Shoes, right? Tom Shoes, Blake Mykoski launched that company from his apartment in Venice, California, and now you know he just sold half of it for three hundred you know million dollars. But that is a one for one model, right? Buy a pair of shoes and they give a pair of shoes. So there's a very explicit example of giving uh, being tied into uh, to to receiving as well. So second point is is exactly this. It's to find a place where your giving intersects and aligns with self-interest, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, you want to find the point of intersection between altruistic, uh, selfless interest and someone's self-interest. And that's really a process of alignment. So in the contest, for example, I'll use a, a big example, but global citizen. You know, when, when we were starting off, you know, we didn't, we, we just had a vision. It wasn't like we were a big established entity with lots of money. We were like anyone listening. You know, we were, we were a humble, small team with a big vision and no money. And we went after, you know, these artists. And, you know, one of the things we were able to do is, one, secure Central Park because of, the again, the cause orientation. But the, the way that we were able to get the artists, in part, was saying, yes, we were building a, a movement around ending extreme poverty, which, which was the first principle. Uh, it was bigger than ourselves. But we also aligned that with their self-interest because we were able to uh, bring together this, you know, one of the largest syndicated broadcasts of its kind. They were performing in front of 15 million people. And it was also on the Great London Central Park where the Beatles never performed, the Stones never mm, performed. So right. basically, you say if you say to a band, by the way, do you want to be part of a big, uh, a, an amazing cause? And as a bonus, 
You'll also get to perform on a world-class stage where some of the largest artists in the world, you know, never were able to perform on this very unique real estate in the heart of New York City. And by the way, it'll be seen by 15 million people. That's 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 that that's aligning someone's self-interest with their altruistic interest. Amazing, amazing. I love that. I love that. So um, that that's a really, really, really powerful idea. All right, let's go on to idea number three. This one is interesting. Signal versus noise. Yeah, so signal versus noise. We live in an extraordinarily noisy time, right? So there's noise everywhere. You know, we have this attention deficit. All of us have attention deficit because of our phones, because of our computers, because of all of the devices that sort of command our attention. And all the relationships we're looking to nurture, it can be, it can be quite overwhelming. And so I think when you're thinking about how do you stay um, in both someone's mind and, and, ma and maintain sort of mind share, if you will, and also build within that mind share a unique, unique real estate, sort of a unique position in the way that they think about you. To me, it's about being musical. So when I say signal, I'm talking about how do you kind of create a unique music musicality amidst this sort of cacophony of noise? And what, what do I mean by that? I mean, specifically, what are the ways in which you can maintain, build and maintain relationships? Vishen, you're great at this. I was just at one of your events uh, that you titled The Gathering. And it was, you know, about bringing together a unique group of people where everyone in the room added value to everyone else in the room. So that's one way, I think, to be musical is create unique events that are that create exponential value. And I'll get into that in a little bit with point four. But the other ways that you can do it, which are very tactical, are one is uh, I like to do video notes. Um, you know, thinking about what noise is like email. Everyone gets tons of email. And generally speaking, email is a very low threshold, low quality means of communicating. But what are the ways in which you can move out of uh, that, that high noise? And, and to me, of sending a video note. So, for example, you know, Vision, you know, you and I, for example, have hung out with uh, a variety of individuals. But if, uh, for example, Alexis, who's a mutual friend, or Gerard Butler, if I was with them and I made a video and I sent it to you saying, hey, Vision, we're thinking about you, that's a, that would bring a smile to your face. That's very different than me sending you an right. email. Or if I were to send you a handwritten note, you know, most people only get bills these days in their mailbox. So if I were to send you a very thoughtful handwritten note, which I like to, you know, I'm sure you've had folks that have talked about gratitude. We know the scientific, you know, power and quality of gratitude. But to actually go back to an old school practice, I incorporate now into my into my daily morning routine, which is actually to physically write a note to someone. That's a way of creating a musical interaction. So that's a way of basically adding uh, uh, basically signal in a noisy world. Wow. So that, that is something I'm beginning to realize I can definitely do better. Um, I, I, I love reminding the people who are close in my network that I'm there for them, yes. but you do it every single day. And that's a really, really, really powerful habit. It, it, it signal is signal versus noise. Signal versus noise. And I'll, and I'll reference, I, I imagine I actually don't know explicitly. Well, I want to give, I, I actually want to give, give, give an example. So, okay, um, great. I met this guy called Ray Perez, and uh, Ray runs a branding agency, and I hired Ray to do a rebrand for one of our programs. And Ray did the coolest thing. After we signed the contract and Ray came on as a branding agency, about a month later, I come to the office and I find this incredible 
box of the most amazing chocolates on my desk, right? They'd been shipped all the way from the USA, like in packaging that kept them cold and, and secure and safe. And it was just mind blowing. And Ray somehow knew that I love chocolates. And it was, <laughs> and, and, and it came in this velvet pouch uh, with a thank you note in it. And I thought that was just so cool. I'm going to recommend this guy to everyone. Yeah. So anyway, I thought sometimes when you hire a vendor, they sent you a thank you email. But that box of chocolates, man, I'm never going to forget Ray Perez. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's a beautiful it's a it's a very beautiful example. It's it's thinking about ways in which to sort of make an impression in a in a unique way. How do you create that unique mind share? And Ray did a, an excellent job. Okay, so number four. So number four the cascade effect. The cascade effect. So the, the principle behind the cascade effect is to really to create exponential value. And I think there's there's a tactical advantage here. So, you know, I referenced this uh, a little bit earlier in in the gathering that you put together. Now, I'm gonna the gathering that you put together is a lot of your existing relationships, and it's a way when you're in town in Los Angeles, maybe for two or three days, to maintain a good number of high quality relationships. LA is a town that's tough to get around in. It takes about an right. hour to you know cross town. Very smart strategy to think about how do you create an event or experience. Where not you're not just connecting one on one, but you're actually putting together a room of people where each person can receive value from others um, serendipitously in ways that you're kind of creating right. a curated context. And we know about, for example, things like Summit. I know you go to Necker Island. These all are, are opportunities for cascade effect because those are those are curated rooms where people will get exponential value not just from one on one interactions. But from the the sum of of the of the parts, right? The group itself, and I think as people are thinking about, you know, especially those listening, you know, a lot of times people will reach out and they'll say, "Can I pick your brain?" And a couple of people I know, for example, Tim Ferriss and Neil Strauss, uh, apply this same principle. And what they do is, with new people, they'll create a uh, an experience, right? They'll say, you know, let's. I do a uh, with Neil. He does a dinner on Tuesday nights. Um, uh, I think, you know, Tim, I'm not certain, but say, say for example, a hike, you know, it doesn't have to be a high cost event. Mm -hmm. And he'll say to all his new people, for example, and this is what I do, I have a, a, a gathering once a month. I'll, if I meet a new person, one, it's a very good reason to get their contact. You know, sometimes it's a little awkward right. to ask for someone's contact when you're just meeting them. Well, I create unique experiences, right? And if it's a high, for example, say, I'll just use this example. When I met Woody Harrelson, I'm not using that as a name drop, but it's just like I I would love to keep in contact with him, but I'm I, you know what am I going to say? Hey, Woody, can I have your telephone number? What I do is because one of the charities that I'm a part of is called the Wolf Connection. I just said to Woody, I was like, Are you by any chance interested in wolves? And he said. Yeah, I love wolves. And I said, well, there's a wonderful place called the Wolf Connection. I'd love to connect you. You can take you know, your daughter there. And he's like, I would love to. And I just connected him to the Wolf Connection. So he, it was a natural reason for him to give me his contact. So that's one thing. Secondly, it's also become an incredible context for setting up groups. And what happens is if you invite 10 people and maybe you have greater chemistry with three of those 10, well, you know, and, and say you don't have chemistry with three of those people. Well, instead of of having set up three coffee meetings where you've driven across town, you know, an hour and then back right. an hour, you've now saved yourself that time. And also, even if you don't have chemistry with them, there's a very good chance they'll have chemistry with one of the nine other people that you've set up in in that in that room, so to speak, or on that hike so, or at the so, wolf connection. 
So let me try to put the cascade effect in context. So yes. when you were talking about the gatherings I do in LA, you're referring to these beautiful social events that I put uh, that that I hold. So every time I tr- so I want to explain this to to my listeners because many of you guys don't know I do this, but it's an incredible idea and it's completely changed my life. So mm. about two years ago, if I were to show up in LA. You know, they'd be evenings when I would have nothing to do. I just didn't have enough friends and the city was massive. Then I started making a few friends. And what I started to do was rather than have one-on-one interactions with friends, I would bring them together and introduce them to each other. And um, so they'd come together. I'd introduce them to each other. And then they often would become so close to the people I introduced them with that I just create a multiplier effect. And these gatherings started growing and growing and growing. And the last one had 75 people, like the apartment was completely jam-packed. And these were some of the most fascinating people in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I make it a point to introduce everyone. So everyone who comes in, you know, at a certain point, I put everyone in a circle and I say a 30-second introduction of everyone. And then I just let people go wild and connect. So if you are in my network, I've just multiplied. If you're in my network, you will know at least 50 other people in my network uh, over the next one year. And so now when I show up to L.A., it's it's really remarkable because I'm so connected. Uh, People give me incredible homes, mansions, like literally Hollywood mansions to hold these gatherings. Um, And everything happens because of this cascade effect, the multiplier effect. Now, if you're starting small. You can still do this. So let me give you an example. So I, 12 years ago, I experienced a cascade effect in a really interesting way. So I um, I had a friend and I was about to go for dinner with him. And he said, hey, I want to bring another friend whom I, and I think you guys should connect. And it turns out it's Marianne Williamson, right? Marianne Williamson, the famous author, the woman who's running for president. And so me and Marianne become friends. Now, a month later, I'm back in L.A., And I don't know anyone noteworthy except Marianne Williamson. So I reach out to a few other personal growth authors whom I think would love to connect with Marianne and who Marianne could connect with. And I organize a dinner. Marianne Williamson comes and so do like seven or eight other authors. Several of them end up becoming really close friends. Me and Marianne stay in touch. Ten years later, I'm helping her on her on her campaign. Right. And so that little dinner, I, I didn't have anything back then. I didn't have Mind Valley. Mind Valley didn't really exist as who we were. I was just a kid who was teaching meditation. But what I had was a connection and another connection and another connection. And I didn't have money. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a massive website. I didn't have social media. But I had connections and I had enough of, a, <laughs> enough of money on my credit card to pay for dinner. Mm-hmm. And that itself created this multiplier effect. And so anybody can start anywhere. Now, I was lucky I had one incredible connection, Marianne. You don't need incredible connections. You just need to know someone whom is fascinating, whom others might want to connect with and make that connection happen, even if you have to put it on your own credit card. Well said, Vision. Yeah, it, you're spot on. And, and you're a great, you know, you obviously apply this principle to great effect. But I think, as you said, it, it doesn't require a ton of money and it doesn't require big names. It's it's really about just being a source of value, being the node that people see, right? You're bringing those 50 people right. in the room and they will introduce other people. Like not only will you get offered incredible venues, but you'll get, people will refer you. And as anyone who's in business listening knows, there's nothing 
better than a, a personal referral from someone you trust, right? It it removes about four levels of 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 uh, barriers to entry. And it will, you know, great people know other great people because that's who they're surrounding themselves with. So mm. I think I think you you exemplify that in, in how you show up in the world. And, you know, it, basically you're you're creating you're putting yourself as a node. And as we've all seen with the Mind Valley community and I've seen with with some of the interactions we've had, you are ap- uh, applying this what I call the cascade effect to uh, to great effect. Right. So now we come to the final idea, which is first principles, give without expectation. Let's talk about that. Yes. So my fifth point is, 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 is almost to bring it full circle, but I think it's, it's, it is the first principle, which is, you know, this quote unquote idea of networking, I think is dead. And what do I mean by that? I think that that we a lot of our systems are antiquated twenty you know systems from sort of the twentieth century industrial capitalist age, mm-hmm. and it's about extracting value. You know, we've all been at a conference where someone's looking at our name badge to see how valuable we are to them <laughs> right. while looking over our shoulder. There's a whole distinction here, and that is be the person that is both just be a giver. And, and, and in giving, give without expectation. Don't do it quid pro quo. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Just literally lead with giving. The results will be exponential. I don't know, for example, the story of, of you with, with Marianne Williamson. I know you've built a world-class relationship. But I, I would venture to guess that when you first connected, you occurred to her as a giver. right? The, the, mm-hmm. the downstream consequences of leading with giving are not to be underestimated because I think whether you want to call it karma, law of return, whatever you want to call it, it there there's something there's there's a human innate uh, desire that if someone does something really wonderful for me, as you as you mentioned earlier with with this this wonderful thank you and the chocolates, you're like I'm going to refer this person to everyone. Not that he did that for that with that expectation, but right. in giving in a unique way and cutting through the noise, you know, and creating that signal, you then become a top of someone's mind share, and in doing so incredible results will unfold and, and and not because that's the expectation but because you're showing up in the world and being identified as a giver right and and let me tell you how that has worked in practice so y- you guys experienced this firsthand that amazing lady who sent me that pair of speak- uh, sneakers Cynthia Akas look I've just mentioned her twice on the Mind Valley podcast and I don't even think Cynthia knows that Sorry, that was my my reminder to feed my dog. Coming <laughs> Sorry, I had to turn that off. Okay, please cut that out. Um, Cynthia didn't even know that I'm such a big fan of sneakers. She was just a giver, and it's paying off. Marianne Williamson. So earlier this year, I asked Marianne if she would speak on stage at Mind Valley Live in Los Angeles, and she said, sure. And she came, she spoke on stage, she delivered a wonderful talk, and because she supported me, I knew that I really wanted from my heart to support her because I believed in her vision. And so I got her on the Mind Valley podcast. We twice, we created viral videos of her. We helped uh, share her on with our Instagram audience. And we did everything we could to help support her getting into the first democratic debate 
right? And that was because I really believed in some of our ideas and I thought it would be refreshing to see a personal growth leader go into politics. And so that type of, of, of giving without expectation happened both ways. Marianne gave to me, I gave to Marianne. And I do that now with almost everyone who speaks on a Mind Valley stage. And an important principle here, this comes from Keith Ferrazzi, it's don't keep score. He says, just don't keep score. Givers don't keep score. You don't keep an Excel spreadsheet of how much you've given X and how much you expect from them. Just forget that. Just give, 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 give. Because you are operating under a model of reality that human beings are kind, are generous, that they might be a few assholes out there, but most people are compassionate and will give back from their heart. And if we all simply operate it like this, you know, sort of like we're at Burning Man, um, the world ends up being a pretty beautiful place. It does. It does. And, 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 and I think, you know, you're standing as a source for that kind of world and community with what you're building with Mind Valley. And I think everyone who's listening can be the source of building their own community beyond their wildest dreams. You know, I, if I would venture to guess, Vision, when you started, I, I think more than 10 years ago, you would not have, have guessed if you, in your wildest dreams that you'd be here now. And I, you know, I just saw a really wild post from Gary Vaynerchuk where 10 years ago he was literally scanning wine bottles in his dad's store, and now he's on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine. You know, I know. there's Crazy, some, right? there's something there's something really beautiful about being a giver and 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 leading with giving, as you said, as Keith uh, beautifully articulates, you know, without keeping score. And I do want to draw one distinction, which is, I think. There are some people, especially who are deeply compassionate, who may be giving to the, I don't want to say the wrong people, but I, I will draw a, a sort of an asterisk, which is to say that we want to surround ourselves with other givers and we want to surround ourselves with other right. people who are, who are oriented towards success and have growth oriented mindsets and believe in win-wins. There are unfortunately people who are for lack of a better term, takers. And if you do find yourself giving, 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 and someone is just a relentless taker, I would, I would, I would advise not stop, not ceasing giving, but just orient yourself towards other givers, because, uh, because in in investing in people who have that same sensibility, you will develop a world class community. Amazing, Michael. Thank you so much. And for those of you listening, I hope you gained a ton out of this podcast episode. I know this was pretty much an unconventional topic, but relationship capital is so important in life. And I really thought Michael and I would have an amazing conversation with you and share some of the stuff that we have learned. So go forth, make relationships, be a giver, don't keep score, remember the cascade effect, and remember to always help elevate each other. Thank you for being a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review. Mention Michael Trainer's name. And Michael, people who want to look more into your work uh, or your podcasts, what should where should they go? Um, I'm at Michael Trainer across all social platforms, and uh, the podcast is Peak Mind with Michael Trainer uh, on all podcast platforms. And then, uh, if you want to be part of the campaign, it's just PeakMind.org, and we'd love to have you involved. And I'm grateful for your audience, and I'm grateful for you, Vision. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Bye now. Okay, that was a good recording. Let me stop that. And awesome, great. Thanks, Michael. So I'll